We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Flo with a super weird word, nightgown. If you ask me, it sounds less like clothes you wear to bed and more like things you say to your clothes. Good night, Capri pants, sleep tight sweaters, nightgown. We've got a big day tomorrow. Now a weird word I just made up, flotection. It sounds like great protection for your new home through me and Progressive, and that's because it is. I said good night, Capri pants, go to sleep. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is. With Giancarlo Nava and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today, we have our good producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. How are you, sir? Hello. Hello. From the same location today. Brian and I in the same room, just like the good old days. I hate your face. Ah, me too. I worked a spoon. Um, we have uh, our own hot take Harry, Mr. Harrison Citron. Yep, I'm here. Good to go. <laughs> what an intro. Yep, good to go. I'm here. Um, we have our friend of the show, Twitter friend, at uh, Crab Smut Puddler. I love saying that name. It's a great, amazing name. Crab, how are you, sir? Good news to you. So uh, <laughs> we got jokes. And our special guest today, we have Mr. Clayton Ferrano. Clay, I don't know how to say it. Am I saying your name right? I'm always scared with names. Yeah, that's quite right. Ferrero works just fine. You guys are good. Uh, but special guests, I think you're giving me a little bit too much love there. That, that That's not needed. Well, we call everyone a special guest, so you're not that special. <laughs> we just do that. Yeah, we just do that so the guest feels good. Um, uh, Clay, can you tell people where to find you? Uh, yeah, you can check me out on Twitter at Clay WPLG. Um, for those of you in South Florida, we're locally on uh, on WPLG Channel Ten, which is the ABC affiliate. So, uh, you know, w- when the Heat are doing well, we get a lot of their their uh, primetime games and stuff like that. This year, not so much. Um, but hey, who knows? After in the Kelly Olynyk era, maybe we'll get some more. Oh games. my God! Well, I guess we're gonna. I wanted to make a local news joke, but then, you know, Clay had to get right into it. So I, I guess that's where we're going. 
Um, uh, if that anything to do with Anchorman, then uh, then by all means bring it on. No, Let's I was going to say, what even is local news? <laughs> it's, it's what gets me on podcasts. Yeah, look at that. You and Will Manso climbing the ladder up the heat beat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Did That's any of you right. see the um, the special that John Oliver did on local news, on that uh, local news conglomerate? Did anybody see I, it? I did not, no. Oh, man, it was fascinating. Did any, Harry or uh, uh, Crab, did you? Nope. Oh, okay, I'm alone here. Okay, I guess we're not talking about that. Moving on to Kelly Olenek and his uh, smelly hippie contract. Um, now, if you are familiar with the show, you know... How much I hate Tyler Johnson. Now, not Tyler Johnson, the person. Tyler Johnson, the backloaded contract that the Nets thought was a good idea to sign him to. I feel like this Olenek contract is the second incarnate of that. Not as bad. However, my confusion with the Olenek deal is more the years rather than the money. I don't understand why the Heat would tether themselves to anyone. Maybe, like, I understand Dion and James Johnson a little bit, but I don't understand why you tether yourself to anyone for four years. Much less Kenny, uh, Kelly Olenek. So, I guess, Harrison, we can start with you. Um, are you as mad as I am? or? Uh, no. I, no, I don't think anyone's ever as angry as you. You need to, you need to go to a therapist or something. But um, <laughs> And that's coming from Hot Take Harry of all people. The entire but, car ride. But listen, I, th- I think you have to – If you ha- listen, if you have faith in the front office to do certain things and you have to have faith that, they, that they're making correct moves in terms of the players that they go after and the contracts that they give, and if they feel like Kenny Linick, who's 26, you know, coming off a pretty good year with the Celtics, a year in which he didn't play a lot, but where his skill set can definitely help the Heat, you got to just – you got to trust it. And um, you don't have to like it, and you can be upset about it, but I think his skill set translates to things that can help the Heat. But and the four heat, years. Harry, the years, man. Like, why are you tethering yourself to anything that long? There, there's no – this the, the Heat are in the situation where you would hope that in through two, three years, the team looks completely different. Why would you tether yourself for four years? And I know you're going to say, it's a movable deal, John Carlo. It's just like Tyler Johnson. It's a movable deal. Like, I, 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 I hate hearing that because we said the McBob's deal was movable and we haven't been able to move it. So, well, yeah, I just did. Well, yeah. yeah we did, we it, took forever. <laughs> it took forever. It took LeBron, Chris Bosch, and Dwayne Wade leaving. That all happened before McBob's got moved. Um, I just. So, yeah, go crap. So my thing, <laughs> my thing is, like, in isolation, any one of these deals, Dion Waiters, Kelly Olenek, the Big big Bob trade, they make sense by themselves. But in the context of the overall roster, I don't know what they're doing. Like, they're going to be capped out heading into next summer, and they might not even be able to retain Winslow or Jay Rich. And then they're giving up second round picks after second round picks. And then they're going to have money tied in the waiters, JJ and Olenek in 2020. And, and Tyler Johnson. And Tyler Johnson. No, actually his deal expires summer of 2020. Oh, excuse me. So they're heading into tw- like summer of 2020 with like a third of their cap already taken up, but no white side, no Dragic. Nothing like the guys you want. Why not just clean the books entirely? Clay, you want to get in on this? 
Yeah, I, I mean, a, a few things. I, I I was really surprised by the move. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you guys do this, but um, you know, us at Channel 10, we, we have a text thread, we have an iMessage thread, and uh, the immediate reaction was, what on earth is going on? And, and we were all trying to figure it out. And, and Will Will actually didn't respond to me, and then I, I found out that a car crashed in a, into a tree in front of his house, so I didn't feel so bad as to why oh he wasn't God. responding. Um, yeah, so check that out on Twitter. It's uh, He posted a picture of it. Um, but yeah, I think we were all surprised. I think we're all still a little surprised. I think um, as we've delved into it a little bit more, I think, uh, look, I, I'm not going to pretend to have watched every single Boston game. I don't, I don't think many of us did. I was surprised at how good of a three-point shooter he is. Uh, I was surprised at um, his efficiency in pick and roll. I was surprised... At, at how, in theory, he could fit with Whiteside. Um, to your point about the deal, uh, it, it, yes, it, the, I think there is some sticker shock when you see the four years. Um, my, my concern all along with the flexibility moving forward with this team, and, and namely over the next year, is next year's free agent class. I know, I know everybody's pointing at this and, and all excited about it. It's LeBron. It's Russ. It's Paul George. Beyond and that, I, I, I would, I, and and I don't think Riley really wanted Demarcus Cousins. I think he could have had him. I think he could have offered something to Sacramento and taken him, and didn't make an offer. And so I, I think Riley's looking at this and saying, okay, realistically, next summer, I, I'm nobody there is. Uh, frankly, I think that's why he went so hard after Gordon Hayward. I think he viewed Gordon Hayward as after those three, and, and perhaps even after just Russ and LeBron, as as perhaps the best available free agent that he was going to see in this class or next year, a realistic free agent. Um, so I, I think he's looking at next year's free agent class and thinking, all right, the only way that I'm going to bring in a star or a, a star caliber player is via trade. The only way I'm going to do that is if I have assets to trade. So... Yes, perhaps there is a fit with Olenek. The flip side of that is that contract. I know you hate to hear this. It, it is movable. Um, uh, it, it. McRoberts, the McRoberts situation was one that, that nobody nobody doubted that deal when it happened. I, I think it's it's been the his inability to stay healthy um, that was the real problem. Now, mm-hmm. if Olenek comes in and he has all sorts of injury issues, then absolutely it's but a that, risk that, and, and it that's becomes playing, an unmovable deal that's a different that's like that's your result playing you know just because a guy got hurt it makes the contract <laughs> worth to worth to coach J. ramos um but mcbobs is a linux like they're versions of each other and i know we're gonna make the joke of, of white comparison but kind of i mean and mcbobs is a bit of better of a defender and a linux more of a volume shooter but they have kind of similar skill sets um, they don't you're, they don't what do you man. mean they, what do you mean they don't you're yeah, comparing- just the long hair. Is that what huh? you're saying? You're, 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 listen, you're being you're being a little discriminatory. Okay, yeah, you're, you're right. Ma- Olenek's not a point five. You're sounding five. very Excuse obtuse me. right now. Yeah, Olenek's not a point five. Excuse me. Olenek can me, finish the job. LeBron couldn't, and break LeBron's arm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we have not. I don't think we've talked enough about the fact that to get LeBron back, Riley signed the guy that elbowed him the playoff that very playoffs run. Like he's Kobe. Remember when when uh, the Lakers kept getting guys that Kobe was fighting with, Artez, Matt Barnes. Well, but he mitigated that by getting Shabazz Napier, right? I mean, uh, so so that made it all better. LeBron took us for a ride. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, oh my God. So 
if they're not moving Tyler, which I guess we all thought the Dallas thing was to move Tyler, it would appear that's not so. Also, with the Atlantic thing, they drafted Bam, right? So are we getting another guy to take minutes away from Bam? Um, again, the deal for me, I know that you're saying it's movable, blah, blah, blah. But, like, and I agree. He's a fit, right? Like, he'll be fine. Like, he's a shooter. You got you want stretch bigs. I just don't get the beyond two years why you'd want him. And also, do you believe in Bam or do you not believe in Bam? Right? Because well, I, that's my problem with the Dion deal. Like, do you believe in Tyler Johnson or Josh Richardson? Because if you don't, why no, don't you just I don't, I don't move think, them? I don't think we expect Tyler jo- uh, Josh Richardson to be what D- like Dion's a creator. I, I don't think we expect Jay Rich to be that. I think we expect Jay Rich to be a guy who can bring the ball up without disaster, play defense, and shoot threes. I think that that's the goal with with Jay Rich. Dion Dion's a creator and a defender, and you know what I mean. So I think it's a little different. Bam is supposed to be a guy in theory that you want to stretch the floor, to play defense, to like play with Hassan essentially, right? Like at least that's the idea that I got. After summer league and watching, you know, reading more about him, that you want him because they, I think they envision him to shoot, right? Because his stroke looks good, and they they were bragging about. It. So like, that's what I don't understand. Like, you bring a guy in who can shoot, who's a better shooter than Bam, obviously, but not the defender that you want Bam to be. And again, it's just taking minutes away from a guy that I would imagine you want to develop. That also takes time away from Justice at the four, which is something that we've all liked and talked about. So it's just so puzzling that they'd get another forward, especially with the with us expecting James Johnson to come back. Well, I think to Clay's point, this so, uh, to Clay's point, I think they're just setting themselves up for more trades down the line. Like this can't be it, right? There has to be something more that's going to happen soon. I mean, trade for what? Oh, if I know. Like who? Like yeah. And I and I don't know that it's now. I don't know that it's this off season. I think I, I think they fully expect to go into camp with a, a roster something like what we see right now. I, I think they fully believe that there is a fit there where Olenek plays with Hassan, where where Olenek backs up Hassan, where you play Olenek and Bam and Hassan at the same time. I, I think they firmly believe that. Now, as the season goes on and, and you see what you've got in all these guys, I, I mean, there were some times when you watched Bam in, in Summer League and, and he did look like Sean Kemp. He did look like he was ready to go out there and crush people. Then he goes one for thirteen and has twenty-seven fouls in the in the what was it, the the finale. I mean, there there is there is certainly going to be a, a growth curve there. Now, to your point, do the minutes kind of stymie that that development there? I I think that there's going to be a balance where with Bam, you're going to find out very early on. Can you play him? Where can you put him on the floor? And how much can you play him where he helps you win while developing? I think they expect the development largely to happen off the floor when he's working with Juwan Howard and, um, you know, Hassan Whiteside and, and those guys in practice. Oh, but Veteran during, leader Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But I, I think going up against guys in practice is is where they want that development to occur. I think they want the, the game minutes to be, you know, I'm going to steal a spoism, but winning min- minutes to go out there and make winning plays, and how is he going to fit to help the team win um, at least this rookie year? And I, I think it's all going to be one giant puzzle that 
they firmly believe is going to fit. And it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to watch how it comes together in camp. Are, are you guys are seeing we, what's developing on Twitter right now? Yeah, but I, uh, <laughs> but I was just going to say, uh, Clay, are we really counting this uh, morning's game against Bam? Because like, who's ready to play at eight a.m.? It's like a joke. No one even, <laughs> no, no one even knew the game. Man, we're, we're barely ready to go to work like, at eight a.m. Did they even have a shoot around? Do we know? Dude, I wasn't even awake. I, I watched. Uh, <laughs> to watch the reruns uh, no, but uh, yeah I, I mean look and that's that's summer league it is what it is and and i don't uh, I, I i don't think much out of that i do think his ceiling is so high and uh, and not to get off track but uh i i have never seen spo talk about a player like he talked about bam at that news conference he was gushing and and he i i i, I it was not fake <laughs> how much spo loves this guy is not fake and i i don't know that they necessarily got him because they they viewed any sort of okay how does he fit in with hassan right now how does he uh how's he gonna work the, the pick and roll i think they saw him as oh my goodness we have got this incredibly talented incredibly agile large man that is is much more skilled once we saw him in person than even what we saw in film and as we delve deeper we had to have him and and so i i think that was more of a best player available sort of thing whereas the olenic yeah. thing is the one where you're like okay where, where does this fit come in cleva like that's that's so short-sighted of them and i know that they get accused that a lot but the guys that before they signed Dion, the only people that you were committed to long term were Goran, um, Hassan, and Tyler Johnson. And when you draft a young player, you have to consider how are they going to fit with your two best players that you're committed to, not just fiscally, but like in terms of years. You know what I mean? So. You, you mean like how the uh, how, how the the Trailblazers wanted to consider how Michael Jordan would fit with Clyde Drexler, so they took Sam Bowie instead? Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's, it's no, I know. Listen, take the I, best I, player. I get it. I four mean, year it's four year deal for short sighted. Four year deal for James Johnson, according to Woj. Just got an update. Do you know the? Do we have the money yet? Not yet. No, not yet. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure the money's the next tweet. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> things are things are <laughs> developing. Um, okay, so did the James Johnson deal happen? I guess the McBob salary dump made that possible. Um, so, but yeah, we have. Have you guys ever had this much breaking news on the Heat Beat Pod? This is pretty incredible. No, Clay, actually, we have a great story. We had um, Harrison. Actually, Harrison was on that show. Harrison and I did a show with George Sedano. We did an hour show. It was great. It was awesome. Harrison and Sedano kept fighting. We we, <laughs> we we finished the show. It was it was like around the time that Dwayne was leaving. We end the show. I'm not saying like I'm two, two, three minutes later. The news drops that Dwayne is leaving. Oh no! Right after we finished. Oh no! It was so, so your whole bad. Fighting back and forth like was just completely rendered irrelevant. No, and Harrison <laughs> yeah. was mad because Harrison was right about everything. <laughs> yeah, I really took uh, I really took Sedano to school, and no one listened to that pod because uh, it was right before Wade <laughs> because, left. So it was kind of obsolete. So I listened, Harry. Harrison? I listened. Harrison. Thank you. Thank so you. How you say it, Harrison? Yeah, he was mad at me. I didn't post That's it. I think I, I think I posted it uh, like later on in the season when we didn't have a show uh, as like a lost episodes kind of thing. Uh, yeah, because it's like, what, what's. Because we would discuss for an hour about what's Dwayne going to do. And then, you know, we decided. It was, I think we have to record the very next day. Yeah, we, yeah, we had Izzy on. <laughs> Man, what a good week of shows! <laughs> Man, we killed was that it. Before, was Izzy before or after Dwayne left? It was after that we had it, Izzy okay. was right after. Yeah, yeah. Izzy so, was so a, at least that content held. Then. Exactly. That was good. Yeah. Sla- Izzy was sloppy <laughs> seconds. 
that's great. Yeah, that's we great. Have to, that was an emergency guest book. Um, wow, that's funny. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, so we still don't have a number on. I don't see a, nobody said a number on James Johnson. I, I think I got you ready. Do you have it? Uh, whenever when it posts, okay, I'll have you ready. Um, the other thing that, and I, I touched on a little bit before, the I like Justice at the Four, and I think we all. I think a lot of people were fans of that, especially because he's a creator and because he's not really a, a threat shooting yet. You kind of want him on the ball with all those guys off of him, and him at the fork can really exploit a lot of matchups because he's so quick with he's so quick and, and good with the ball. And this crowded front court really takes that out of his position, and you know a more agile defender will be guard. I just uh, run him at the point by <laughs> big lineup. Well, you you know about that. I kind of feel like, and I know we've talked, I've seen stuff on Twitter, they kind of go in the Milwaukee-Philly direction where they're just getting a bunch of length, which I really like, by the way. And if you've watched any games that Milwaukee has played against Golden State, they play them tough, dude. And that might be the kind of team that you need to build to compete with these really fast, small ball shooting teams. The guys who are agile, long, and athletic. Robert Covington, Giannis, uh, like those kinds of players who I can shoot and dribble and are versatile. So that might be kind of what they envision. I just wish they got somebody better than Kenny Olenek for four years. <laughs> well, and that's, again, that's that's where you you question the fit. And you know, clear, clearly Spo has forgotten more basketball and Riley has forgotten more basketball than the rest of us have. I, I do think it's interesting. Um, I, I want to see more that comes out on Olenek's ability to do exactly what you're talking about because I, I think that it's a it's a fantastic point that I, I remember even even the Heat when they played Milwaukee uh, at points not necessarily last year but the year before um, it, it was shocking seeing how unable they were to do anything because of the length and uh, that was when I first kind of took note of of what Milwaukee had built there defensively and and absolutely I mean that's that is how you defend in the new age NBA. And I think that's, again, part of the reason why they loved Bam is that he can guard literally two through five. I'm not going to put him out there on a point guard, although uh, Calipari would say that he guarded De'Aaron Fox. Um, But Bam can guard anyone. And and I I think he's he's a perfect fit for that. Um, And who knows, maybe Olenek is better at getting out there on the perimeter than 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 I give him credit for um, having watched as little Celtics games as I did. Honestly, we only watched him play one day. He's not a bad defender, Olenek. Uh, He's not a great one. I think he's he's above average. He does have moments in pick and roll where he does get lost. Uh, I like Kevin Love, but he's not he I I don't think his production is going to be I think he's going to be a productive player he's he's obviously better than Luke Babbitt and Luke Babbitt produced last year Luke Babbitt was Mm -hmm. a productive basketball player and if you replace Luke Babbitt with Kelly Olenek you are going to be productive uh he's going to be productive uh I'm not questioning that I don't think he's a bad basketball player I like to make fun of him because he looks like a smelly hippie and um but other than that, I think he's going to be productive. The years is is and the years and crowding the front court and stunting the development of players is what I'm concerned. I have a great nugget right now on Twitter. Okay, just just this comes from our Christian Hernandez, which goes about uh, Kelly Olynyk signing and why maybe it might make sense for the Heat. He says Kelly Olynyk is a career 51 percent three point shooter from the corners. To which Mike Ryan replied, Shane Battier wasn't going to let this team sign Rudy Gay over his dead body. Um, yeah, Shane Batty knows a little something about uh, corner threes too. He does. Yeah, there's an also there's also a set that only Olenek and Dirk Nowitzki are guys with 200 threes and 400 assists. Uh, let me get the right 
No, they're gonna like. I, I get what they're doing. They're they're trying to build versatility, and I think one of the things that goes underappreciated about Golden State is what they do. They don't run pick and roll as often as they probably should, but when they do, like for example, if Draymond's a screener and he cat, like they set they set the pick and roll way outside, and when Draymond goes to roll, who's are you yawning, Harrison? Yeah. You and Alf, dude. Nobody, Clay. This always happens. I try to like explain pick and roll or schemes, and then they just start yawning and making fun of me. <laughs> but you didn't have to call me out. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, tired. yeah, because it hurts. You know, sound effects hurt, Harrison. Words hurt. Dude, I don't know if y'all can see right now, but uh, uh, he's got tears in his eyes right now. It hurts. This yeah. Is, it, this is kind of. I, I'm, I'm like. This is a little awkward. It's Clay, like. Do you uh, have any co-hosts that are this mean? <laughs> I mean, on, on air? No, off, off air, one hundred percent. We may not be alike in person. Well, Will Manso is Will Manso is evil. I mean, no, nobody's gonna. Like, he's just he's just. Oh my evil. god! I believe no. it. He has this. Nice, no, he has this nice guy persona. No, he's a phony. I believe it. No one's no, that nice. I, I, I really wish I wish that I had like cool stories to tell you guys about how much uh, how much fighting goes on off air. Uh, our, when it comes to that stuff, we're so boring. And part of it is because uh, and this is going to make all of y'all really mad. We're all really big Yankee fans in our department. So what's, what's we talk about baseball? baseball all the time. We've what all we've all got the Aaron Judge T-shirts we walk around in. So we we geek out on a lot of the same stuff. So uh, I think even if we did fight about stuff, um, we, we'd always find a way to come to a resolution around these common goals. So I, 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 I wish I could uh, come on here and tell you guys like some inside dirt about fighting or whatever. But, I imagine uh, your fights are like, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, I, <laughs> what, are, what are our fights about? I wanted a story of like, even you're in the like cafeteria line and Will Manto bumps into you and you drop your tray and he goes, huh, clean that up. <laughs> that, that that's a funny visual. visual. <laughs> that's a really that funny visual. That may or may not have happened. Yeah. Oh, look at that. You heard it here first. Will Manso is a bully. Yeah, scoop. Heat be bomb. Sources close to me tell me that uh, that Will Will knocks my tray out in the uh, in the cafeteria line. Sure. Uh, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some stuff that might be might be good to talk about along those lines. Um. Let's get to the real stuff. When the hell is TJ getting traded? What's taking so long? Why has this not happened? Because everyone keeps telling me how movable this contract is. I've been waiting since the day it was signed. The day. I was I was hiking in a mountain and everybody on Twitter was telling me, it's okay, they'll be able to move it. Look, you need Giancarlo. I they're hate be to be the out. person. They're going to be capped out next year. Do they have a pick? Because they they, they're not going to get a pick this year. They're going to be too good to keep their pick. I hate to be the person to tell you this, but you kind of need TJ this year if your only point guard in the roster is Goron. Then why did and you sign Kelly Olenek? Get a guard. Relax, relax, man. You're gonna, you're gonna, just you're gonna blow out. Uh, I don't know. I can't even think of what you're gonna do. But you just need to take. You need to relax. Yeah, don't no, the way right because now. TJ his running veins offense. are popping out of his freaking because face. Because TJ running offense was so good last year. You're gonna have an aneurysm. Shut up. That's what that's. Thank you, Brian. That was the word I was thinking of. So listen, just just chill out a little bit. The Heat are gonna the Heat are running the team back. Why from are last they signing the smelly like white guys? 
They're hoping they're hoping that they can you know get a, a similar pace to when they were thirty eleven the second half of the season, and if not, then yeah, they'll to, move guys to, in to, February. To do what, oh, dude? The, Dude, this is a whole plan that Riley is setting up. Dude, I'm sorry. Four years from now, we um, have four-year contracts signed so we can go get Gordon Hayward in 2020. I'm a hashtag Riley Lifer, okay? But there comes a point that some stuff gets a little ridiculous. I don't know what the hell they're doing. It doesn't make any damn sense. They don't have any. They don't have anything of value. Like that, they, That's not true. That That's false. Ju- what's of value? Justice? Kind of? All you, all these contracts right Man, now. They couldn't none even of these, get a first round pick for Goran last year. At the deadline, they could, they could get two first round picks for Goran if they really know, want to move him. Harrison, I don't know why you think that. Who would give you two? If anybody what, trades for Goran, it's going to be a contender, and a contender's not going to give you two first round picks. They're probably not going to have any. I feel like that whole rant that you just had about a minute ago about they have nothing. I feel like the the Heat should actually clip that and send it out to all their season ticket holders. They should <laughs> put me on the they screen. Try, the they should try to use that to sell tickets to games, like in those in those uh, uh, those commercials that you watch during games. The ads where, where you can buy tickets. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. they just need to run that rant. They have nothing. They don't. They have they, nothing. They, they like I mean, like, like I know we said we. John Carlo, we said the same thing last year, and we got off to a terrible start because none of these guys were clicking and together. Didn't. And one, and once it clicked, we were like, we were on pace to be a sixty-win team. So know, the oh, heater thinking, Harrison, Harrison, the heater thinking. We know if you don't they, know my they, name they by now. They weren't. They weren't a sixty-win team. They 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 overperformed the second half of the year because they shot like golden freaking state. There, that was a 500 ball club because they underperformed the first half of the year and they were really, really hurt. And then in the second half of the year, they were, you know, the the spirit of Naismith took over. You know, like okay, okay. So why can't you? It, it's man. It's either it's either they're they're gonna play above their heads and they'll be you know a top four team in the no, East. They're not gonna or, be a top four. Get or out, Gary, or get out of here, dude. Or, or more than likely. They'll probably be a middle-of-the-pack team and be a five or six team in the East. Or what everything goes to absolute crap, and they have contracts that they can move but by Harrison, February. Those, dude, those are the so three options. Dude, out next year. Like, it's different if you're telling me we're going to try to be competitive while maintaining flexibility. I'm with that. That's a sell. But you cannot tell me that we're going to be a 60 for the next four damn years. Get out of here. What the hell? They don't have any flexibility anymore. They don't. Well, they've they've but, committed but money goes, to guys that, that you're to your saying. Point. Huh? That goes back to your original point, though, is I, I think it, they do feel like that contract is movable. And the, the Tyler contract, I think, is a it, it's a little bit more difficult when you look at it on its face um, that it does jump up as much as it does. However, the the thing with Tyler is, I mean, dude's 24 years old. I mean, we don't we don't know how good he could be next year, the year after that. It, the, the ceiling is still he's still an ascending player, and and I think there's a chance that he gets better and better. I think yeah. same thing for Dion if he stays healthy. And uh, I, that, again, that's my big big question I about if, Dion. If and Dion that just reproduces what he did last season, you're fine. But I think Tyler's kind of who like maybe he might he might pick up a couple skills here and there. But like I think this is about the player that he is, right? And oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. At 24, you think he's done improving and getting better? Man. Well, 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 he he doesn't have the aptitude to be a high pick and roll creator. He's a good shooter and he's a good defender and he could bring the ball beyond half court without turning it over. I I mean, he's but, a really athletic player. He can get to the rim. I, he's I, no, I, and he's, he's a very look, he's a very good cutter. Um, 
But I think that's who he is. He's a he is an off guard off the bench that's getting paid too much money for his role. Now, All right, but but Giancarlo, I think what Clay and I are trying to say is like we're just we're basically arguing the semantics of what flexibility means. Like for right, years, flexibility. Right. Yeah, but you know was, what they're gonna do, Harrison? They're gonna trade the Tyler. They're gonna trade the Tyler contract at, in, 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 in when it's about to expire. When they should keep it at that point. You know what I mean? Like the contract only had value in the beginning and at the very end because teams are going to want that that kind of flexibility. No, but listen, what the, hell's the, heat the point. The, but listen, the Heat for the last few years have been doing these one-year deals and having space open for free agents. And unfortunately, like you're seeing that if you don't have the connections, if you don't have the coach the guy went to college with, if you don't have this 73 win team you might not be able to land the big whale that you want so why not sign guys that fit into your system at reasonable rates because Gordon Hayward's not gonna gonna come because you got Kelly Olenek get out of here because you you either maintain flexibility to get free agents Brian no I'm not Brian's trying to stop me you either maintain flexibility to get free agents or you keep your damn draft picks and you draft you cannot do neither it's what they're doing you guys both missed my point. I was saying more like Gordon Hayward went to Boston because of his old coach, and KD went to Golden State because they were an all-time team. Not that, not that signing. Then Olympic what the made- hell are you doing? Yes, I get right. that. You you're, either go to Golden State, Cleveland, or you go play with your college coach. Well, no. If you're if you're Riley, you're acquiring assets. What asset? Kelly Olynyk's an asset now. Yeah, if that contract that that contract is an asset. That contract is absolutely to who. Cool. Because I was told Gee, that Trevor, about Tyler Johnson. That's spam to it or justice. Gee, stop yelling. At, four years at 12 and a half is not bad, especially in this market. I, I think you, you look at what some – I mean, look, would you would you rather have Olenek or Mozgov? No, but, but Clay, my point is that contract, nobody's going to want it until after the second year. Maybe. Because I think it's going to be most valuable – in the last year, when all contracts are. Contracts are valuable in the beginning or at the end because when they expire, that's when you want to get rid of them and teams want the cap space, right? So if you're – and, like, again, what is Olenek, an expiring 12 million contract going to fetch you? A second-round pick? You know what I mean? Like, no, but you're you're assuming that you're only moving the contract to move the contract. I, I'm telling you, I, I think Olenek is is a good, valuable good player what, at that number to, to a team that needs a center. But and a so if there's a team that needs, that needs a, center a center is not going to want to commit multiple years to Kelly Olenek. I, I, don't, I don't think... In today's you're not NBA, right. in today's not NBA a guy like that, he's just a guy. He's not special. He's just a guy who's productive. He's just a guy. And you don't well, want to commit... Who would you have rather seen them sign? Nobody! Why did we have to sign that? Why did they have to sign Because it's a salary that? floor that you have to. They'll need it. You would rather kept make, make Bob They'll on the it. roster. You can front load anything. the James Johnson deal. You you know you, like there are things that you can do. No, you you can't you can't front load the deal like that because there's there's a certain uh, in his deal in yeah. particular uh, the vets. It's different with Tyler Johnson. He had a different uh, no, salary t- structure in his backloaded. contract. You can't you can't have a huge jump or drop. In the contract, that's fine. Yeah, um, it's four point five percent incremental decrease or increase four point five percent, unless it's a, a bird right player. That's what I'm saying. So you can right, you right. can do the two point five decrease from from the start, but or you can give shorter deals, like to sign a guy for short term. If you have to reach a salary floor, you can sign Rudy Gay for one year and an option. You know what I mean? Like, but but I think that's our point though. Is that you your flexibility is is then for what? Because you're you, there are no free agents next year that. Again, unless unless you've got some wind that that Russ or LeBron want to want to come here, 
uh, or, or Paul George all of a sudden doesn't want to go to go out to L.A. anymore. I, 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 none of those but guys. At that point, then you need to be bad because their their pick is top seven protected. Then at that point, you need to be bad and keep your pick. Like this, there's no, and I understand. Like we did this last year, the thing of it's, it's, and last year was incredibly fun. And I'm not the guy telling you to root for your team to lose. I'm not that guy. But what I'm saying is that if you're team building, and if I'm telling you, if you're gonna go after free agents, I'm gonna get with you because they've been successful doing that. And this X Y Z. But if you're telling me that there's nothing available, there's nothing realistic available next year. And if they're not gonna keep their pick, what are they doing? They're just, they're just committing. They're just committing money to nothing. They're, and they're losing flexibility. And they're just, just, it's just a vortex of nothingness. That's going to be the name of the show. Vortex of nothingness. Is this team even going to be fun to watch? Well, I, yes. think, oh, I think so. No, I, I, think, I, I think, think they'll be entertaining. I, I mean, the first half of the season was dreadful. Like, if they fall off from their second half performance at all, aren't people just going to be tearing their hair out by December? Oh, listen, like, if this why, team starts bad and Olenek's right. not playing well, I cannot yeah. wait for Heat Twitter. Cannot wait. Then, the, <laughs> then they'll move the contract in February. Like, I don't understand Harrison, what you, say, you guys have... Dude, why do you think... Oh, Harrison what thinks what that Riley's going to wave a wand and, hey, take our four years of Kelly Olenek. I'm like, dude, why do you think that? Guys, there were teams like the Heat weren't even Heat mentioned in the Kelly Olynyk sweepstakes. There were there were there were five or six other teams that were interested. So obviously right. he wanted to come to Miami. So assuming he doesn't complete like get very injured, this is not a deal where where we completely overpaid for a player. Like the, to, we, we're Harrison. It's six what they years. Gonna, Nobody was going to give him four. Was, that was going to give him four years. That's such you a. You have map. no idea. You have no idea what other people are going to want to give him. That's and you're you, saying and that you have an idea, angry. and you have an idea but, that they're going to be able to move him. Yeah, I, I don't think four years for a twenty-six-year-old is is unreasonable not a big at all. Deal. Yeah, but that's I, not. I don't, that's, I don't have an issue what, with what that at all. What teams are doing that? Like that's not that's not a prudent thing to do. Bad teams Bad give out those deals. Good teams don't do that. Well, good I teams mean, are giving out four-year deals to just mediocre role players. What would you even get that? back in a trade for Kelly Olynyk? A second-round pick? You're not getting a first-round pick for Kelly Olynyk. Would you even get a second-round pick? Probably, I mean, <laughs> or or a salary dump or something. I. I think you guys are missing the most important point in all of this. His nickname? No, not the nickname. I think the whole point about this is you can actually prove that Spolcher is a better coach than Brad Stevens. If you maximize I mean, Kelly Olynyk. I mean, guys, think about it, guys. Man, you're not, guys, you're guys, not, guys, you're not allowed to contribute anymore. You've been bad today. No, no think about <laughs> it. You've been bad. Guys get, guys get moved for first-round picks all the time that aren't like Man, give me uh, example, either of the give length. Me, give me an example of dudes that get moved for first-round picks in the recent. Lou, Willi- Lou Williams. Man, got Lou Williams moved is not a dude. dude. Lou Williams is better than Kelly Olynyk. No, he's not. Yes, he is, dude. He was averaging like twenty-something points a game. He was having a John Huh? Yeah. Oban, 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 that guy's also better than Olenek. I, 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 disagree. Mean, I, I disagree with you. That what? That Lou Williams averaging 20-something points a game was better than... That's such a lame stat to use, but he was he was very good. Are you one of those people who thinks Devin Booker is better than Justice? Oh, man. Justice better. Who? Justice better. Justice better. <laughs> Justice better, man. Yeah, I mean, Damn come bestest. on. Okay, I've been, I've been too angry. My throat hurts. Um... Have you guys seen? You look uh, like Alex Jones, huh? <laughs> yeah, you've been <laughs> Alex. Should be the Alex Jones. Johnson's turning the frogs gay. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Clay. I'm not. Oh. We try to have fun here, and I'm, this has made me very angry. Uh, Unhinged. Are you guys say. aware of what um, Kelly Olynyk's <laughs> nickname is? 
It's uh, it's called Maple Bleep. I... What? Yeah, Maple Bleep. Yeah. Yeah. Is there an explanation? Um, I don't know, but it's all over the timeline, and Amber Wilson is saying, trying to ignore an entire timeline full of, in quotes, maple bleep. <laughs> I'm going to let you fill in the bleep. We just signed that guy. Why am I saying we? This is, you know what, Clay? I'm, an, I'm a journalism student, and being on this show with these clowns, they've converted me to say we all the time, and I used to never do that. I used to be a professional. Now I'm saying we signed, and I was like, who are we? Who is this community of we? This, this is actually a topic that we've had quite a few times, and uh, this is my take on this whole thing. You can say we. Where are you a student? Where, where are you a student right now? Uh, FIU. FIU. Okay, so since you go to FIU, you can say we when you're talking about the Panthers because you are actively supporting the product. No, so you're you not, are, not, on, not on student radio and not in a newspaper. Absolutely. No, I mean, but with tuition. Oh. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess. So, like, I, I, I went to Virginia Tech, so I have no problem saying we when I'm talking about tech football, tech basketball. Uh, but I grew up in Louisiana and grew up a Saints fan. When I talk about the Saints, I would not say we. That's that's where I draw the line. Now, now here's the rub: as a Heat fan, if you're paying for season tickets. Or tickets in general. Are you not supporting the product? That doesn't make it we. Why? Because I, I, you're supporting I, the product. You're you're paying. You're helping pay for the team. I feel like when you're in college, you are. It's not. It's it's not that you're paying tuition. Is that college is university is a community, right? So it's like, and I still wouldn't say when I talk about the team, I wouldn't say we. But I think you can say that you are a part of a community. That is your university. I I, I, don't, I, st- I don't like when people say we when talking about like UM, even if you're a UM student. You know what I mean? Like we. Yeah. L- let me l- let me clarify that. It, it, you said as a as a journalism. Yeah. Like if you're if you're doing a recap, if you're. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just talking about as a fan at this point, as a, as a journalist yeah. and as, as like you. That's, okay. that's an absolute no, no. Uh, but yeah, I, I, as a, yeah, as a fan, though, eh, I don't know. I, I, I don't I like think it. We just take so much of this stuff way too seriously. Oh, absolutely. Oh, say God. we, say yeah. we. I don't care if you say us, say them. I don't, like, cool. I don't know. No, you're right. And, and Clay, do you ever like lament how starched sports coverage is? Yes. Why? Yes. Why? And, and like it's this? why. It's why. It's why I love the Levitard show. I, I just. And he he has a way of of making us all make fun of ourselves, and and it's sorely needed. And I I, I have problems with two things. I, I have a problem with people who take this thing way too seriously, and and I think starched is a great word. Um, and 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 the other thing that I have a real problem with, and and this can take us in a different direction. I have a problem with the whole the whole first takiness of of journalism, if you want to put that in air quotes, where um, you have people that will take strong angles on things and, and form strong opinions that I'm sitting here thinking, you absolutely do not think that. And you, you do it for the sake of creating controversy. Skip Bayless. Like, like you guys talking right now, you sitting here talking and, and yelling and screaming about Kelly Olenek. I have no problem with that because I firmly believe that you are being 100% genuine when you're saying you are angry about them getting Kelly Olenek. I have no problem with that. If, if, if you were to come on here 
and say, and one of you say, I think Kelly Olenek will now help the Heat challenge the Warriors, or somebody came on and said, I think now because we have Kelly Olenek, uh, we're going to go two and eighty. I will fight you. Then it, it's like it's, but that's that's what this has become, and it drives me nuts. Where I see the ratings through the roof for some of these shows, and I'm like, man, like be genuine, be authentic, be uh, you know. At least let me know that what you're saying I can believe in. And, like, I, and if I you're think, passionate about this, it's great. I think there's a value, though, in maybe being a Skip Bayless type, but it'd be a character, right? Like the Colbert yes. thing, like the, Col- you know, yep. the Colbert report, like something like that. I, Absolutely. Think, I think we all know that Skip's a character and Stephen A to an extent, but they don't. They don't admit it. So there's always that hint of so like you're not in on the joke. Like we're laughing at you, not with you. With Colbert, we're laughing with him because he knows it's a, like we all know that he knows it's a joke. But with Skip and Stephen A, like we're not entirely sure, although we assume. You know what I mean? Man, that, that's your I, stick. if that's if that's it, then then absolutely, and it's brilliant. And and man, it's worked for. Are Skip. you familiar with Kevin <laughs> Das on Twitter? Kevin Das at Kevin Das. What do you say? No, but he. It, it's kind of a, like he is this parody account. Um, that he's like this like overzealous Cavs fan, and it's really funny, okay. right? And it's like they'll do something, and he'll disown Cleveland like on a Twitter rant, and it's really funny. But it's a character, and like we all know right, it's right, a character, right. and we're pretty sure it's somebody on Heat Twitter because like all he follows are Heat Twitter people. But like that's funny. Like he's he's making fun of sports fans, and it's funny. But do you think that most people that watch Bayless believe that that he is a caricature. Oh no 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 no! I know I know they don't. Okay. I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who like thinks Stephen A is all knowing, and I was like, Dwayne, no, he's not. He's just saying bleep because it's good television. And he goes, No, dude, no, I don't think so. And I go, Are you serious? I, I think this is even. I think this even has contaminated like you know those political the political pundits on TV shows. Like you're just taking opposite stances to create television. You know what I mean? Well, like, and look. Look at the ratings of of the the networks that that you know are are, are largely uh, conservative versus versus liberal. I, I mean, the middle ground does not do very well. No, in the ratings, you and, just need, you and need I think conflict I think sells. That's a problem, and they they actually Clay they're they're teaching us that in, in journalism school not to not to do conflict, but they're teaching us like you're sitting in class and our teachers are playing clips of news and they go, "What's going on here?" What are they selling you? What is this news coverage? It's conflict. They're selling you conflict. They're selling you debate. It's yes. not discussion. It's conflict because people like conflict. And I think – and yeah, to, to, to your point about, about sports, if it's genuine, um, then I love it. I, I think that's that's what – you know. I, I mean my, my buddy and I, uh, we did a sports radio show where, uh, when I was in Fort Myers and uh, our best shows were when we go, we went in knowing that we, we genuinely disagreed about something. And, uh, it, you know, I, I think that's when you create good discussion. That's when you can kind of see, you know, like again, with this Olenic discussion, uh, people who are so far on one side can at least see a little bit of the other side and, and vice versa, where you can at least un- try to understand uh, what the rationale was, or on the flip side, you can try to understand why the other side is so angry about it and, if, and why they don't get it. But if and, we're being and so real, I, Clay, no, yeah, nobody, I, I think, nobody wants to watch people agree. Right. And, and I think there is, there is value in being genuine. There is value in, in differing opinions, 
um, in in all sorts of discussion, in all sorts of debate, um, as long as it is genuine. And and I, again, I think that's my problem. Is I think that's that's largely been lost. Which it's funny how we started this whole thing on, on how journalism is is becoming too starched in sports, yeah, and then exactly. all of a sudden I go on and a no, rant, and then we became we became the starch <laughs> ones taking his yeah, very yeah. We're yeah, talking yeah, about the yeah, ethics yeah. of journalism. Yes. And <laughs> so, Harrison, so, Harrison, are you awake? Yeah, you just guys, you guys started going off, and I don't know. Okay. Well, I can tell you, school, and this is a Miami Heat podcast. I don't understand what's going on. Okay. I got a little, I got a little offended that uh, Giancarlo called us clowns when he doesn't look in the mirror and see the clown himself. But otherwise, oh, I'm a clown. Y- y'all can edit that whole laugh rant out, right? No, no, we keep <laughs> that. No, we, <laughs> we, 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 we can leave that right, off dude. the podcast. We don't, we don't edit. We don't edit. Let's anything. make a Deuces podcast network so popular. Oh yeah, oh, the yeah. crap! You want to tell people about the deuces where they can find you? <laughs> What's that no. on Twitter? No, the well, crab crab is part of a <laughs> podcast mean, network. <laughs> I mean, which podcast? The like, there's the, deuces the on the clock. No, the network. Zimbabwe and hyper deuces. Uh, little deuce coop. Yeah. What's the one that you do with dose? All of them. They're like oh, you do, oh, oh, I didn't know you do all of them with dose on the on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, want to eat grilled cheeses. Let me tell you something. That is one of my funniest Twitter. Like that is the funniest Twitter bit to me. And if you're if you're unfamiliar with it, it's not a bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's real, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, subscribe to the Deuces Podcast Network uh, on iTunes. Uh, please do that. Crap show was great with with those with those. Um, you can find us at the Almighty Baller. Uh, thank you, Almighty Baller, for uh, Brian. Are we still on Das Radio? No, right. Uh, from what I heard, are still down, and they got a new computer to run a new okay. server. So, so maybe this month, maybe. Yeah, so maybe we'll be back on Dash Radio. Okay, cool. And you can find us uh, powered by. It could go either way. Hey, yeah, it could, hashtag could go either way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why is you can find us on MiamiHeatBeat.com. Oh, hold on. I'm glad that you said we that. Got stories dropping. I- I'm glad that you said that. Check us out at HeatBeatMiami.com. Follow us on Twitter at MiHeatBeat. You can follow me at Genovis103, and the rest of us you'll find eventually. Um. I do that. That just reminded me about. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Heat Twitter. Um, why are we so mean? And did Clay? Did you see what happened to Ben Dossett over the weekend? Yes. Now, yes. I listen. <laughs> <laughs> I am one for jokes. And I love jokes, and I love making jokes at Ben Dossett's expect expense. <laughs> Um, for those of you who don't know, Ben Dossett is a uh, writer who covers... He's an editor for Basketball Insiders who happens to be a Utah Jazz fanboy. Okay, yes, that. Exactly. Uh, so, And uh, Ben Dossett has gotten into it with he Twitter several times to the point that he has all of us muted. Um, except for Nikias for some reason. Well, because Nikias is nice. And um, he was saying kind of racially charged things that I'm sure that he didn't think were racially charged, but they racially charged things about Miami and, and Hispanic culture and stuff like that. And then uh, I think it was, was it at sucks? Uh, does anybody, was it sucks who made the fake racist tweet? Yeah, it was him. Okay, thank you. No, everybody, you guys left me to dry. Thanks, Harrison. It's either him or Scribo or uh, whatever. Yeah. Some, one, of, one of them. I think, I'm pretty sure it was the at Cobain sucks. guy. Yeah, who made a fake racist tweet that Bendasa did not tweet. It was something to the effect of that hip hop culture, XYZ, but it was, it was pretty bad. Um, and I was thinking when that happened, I was like, my God, why Why is this community like this? Like, Clay, were you following that? I didn't see all that. Uh, the, the last thing I remember with 
I think it was Ben Dowsett that said this. It was something was wasn't he trying to uh, compare the rosters of the Heat and couldn't understand why uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, why anybody would dare think that Hassan was anywhere near Rudy Gobert or something. Yes. I, that was uh, that was that was the last I remember seeing of him. Oh, so that, was the, that was that was the start of it, Clay. That's where it was birthed. Yeah, it's when you call Chris, our own Chris, our uh, Chris numbers and analytics expert. Um, he called him a psychopath and obtuse. For comparing Hassan to uh, Rudy Gobert. And then uh, the fire. But, like, since then, he Twitter has been, like, he Twitter has been starved um, for attention and for blood. Because this community was one that was born in the fire. He Twitter was born out of the country's hatred for the Miami Heat and LeBron James. And that's how this community of fans, like, everything was defensive, right? Like, we were defensive about everything because constantly news coverage, um, any anchor, any fan base, everybody was attacking Miami constantly. So this fan base developed thick skin and we punch back a lot. Um, And Ben Dossett was the latest victim and it, it kind of like... It was funny to me. It was also like it was also not right. I want to get that out of here. Like, don't make fake, don't make fake racist tweets. You can honestly ruin someone's career. We're just having fun. Uh, but man, like this community is a kind of savage that I think is up there with about any internet community ever. And I've been a part of a lot because I've grown up with the internet. And I can't. I mean, maybe maybe we're not at the alt right Reddit people or the Gamergate people, but damn, we're close. I mean. Thank you all for letting me high and dry. Thanks for the contributions. Well, I, I'll go back to I'll go back <laughs> to uh, because I, I was not here when the big three came together. I was in Fort Myers, and we were able to we were able to follow the big events. Like I came over for the the unveiling, the 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 raising out the of the rally. floor, and, yeah, yeah. and everybody. Like I, I was there for that, and and we would come over when there were really big events evol- involving the heat, but. Um, we watched a lot of that from afar and, and, and it's funny, I, I, I don't know if any of y'all have ever been over there, but it is a, it's a much different sports market over there. The NFL is huge over there. I mean, it is, it destroys the NBA, the NBA, nobody cares about whatsoever on that side of the state. And I'm not sure why they finally started bringing in the, um, uh, the, I forget which radio state. I want to say it's 770 is the ESPN affiliate over there, but it's the, it's the 790 calls from Mike Inglis of the radio broadcasts. Um, and so I think that started to pick up a little interest over there. But, uh, so I, I say all this to tell you, I think I had a, uh, more of an outsider's perspective on the big three coming together. And, and I can tell you from the outside, absolutely 100% there was, um, the national view was that of, uh, wow, they're, they're ruining the competitive balance. They're, they're ruining the game. Uh, it, it was, um, you know, I, I think it, it, it was the first, I, look, Draymond said it to LeBron about, Hey, you, you started the super teams. Well, in, in reality, I can see where he's coming from with that, but LeBron also had a point that they had to build something here. So I can, for I guess what you're saying is that that Heat Twitter in general it was formed because of there was this us against the world mentality, and uh, and I can tell you from from being on the outside there that that absolutely did exist. Now being in it now, I will tell you that there are so many misconceptions about Heat fans 
nationally. And uh, I, I've been I've been very surprised, and I wish that that the nation could get more of a feel for for what Heat fans are about, how loyal they are. And it's not hard. Look at the TV ratings. Look at the sellout look streaks. At the look at the social media. How people social, talk about the team. Right. And social social media is tough because um, in in many respects, yes, it, every, every fan base has um, you know people that are way too high, way too low, or right in the middle, and really smart and really loyal, and and a, you, it's it just varies how much of each one there is. Um, but things like TV ratings, that's hard. I mean, that is hard data that you can look at and say, hey, these fans haven't gone anywhere, and it's uh, since LeBron left, it, it's varied between four and six. Uh, the Heat have between the fourth and the sixth best ratings of any NBA team, local ratings of any NBA team in the country. Look at the finals. It's behind ratings. Golden State. It's behind Cleveland. Uh, and I want to say it's behind Oklahoma City. And then at times it's behind San Antonio. Um, and uh, look, that's loyalty. And yes, uh, you know, don't tell me that, that no arenas throughout the league don't have empty seats because that's everywhere. Uh, don't, don't tell me anybody who has tried my, my wife and I, two years ago, when we came, when I came down here, um, no, it was three years ago. Cause I came here at the end. I, I, I covered the last year, the big three. Um, and, and the next year was the first time that my wife was able to move over. And so we were able to kind of just go to a game as, as, as fans and hang out and, uh, you know, eat nachos and do whatever. Um, so it was the first time that I was at the arena trying to get to the arena by game time. And I was like, all right, babe, well, we'll leave and we'll plan on getting there, you know, half hour early so you can see warm up, stuff like that. Guys, we got there in the second quarter. I thought coming in at that time, we were going to get there so early that we were going to be able to see everything. I'm so used to being out at the arena three hours before the game starts. I had no clue. So I, I, I think Unless you are in this, unless you're involved, you don't understand how difficult it is to get out to a game right, on people, time people on a weekend. When that you... there's two high, there's, there's there's two highways that get to downtown. There's the right. 36. That's the only highway yes. in the city that goes east west. Yes. And then there's yes. the 95, which everyone from yes. Broward has. To, and that that right. and that bot that good that bottlenecks like that that like that all has to flush into the same two lane Northwest Eighth Street. Yeah, no, and I, you know, going off your, you know, and I know you started talking about the stuff with Dowsett, and yeah, what do you mean? No, we're mean and we're black bat bleep crazy. Like that was the point. Like this is a bat bleep crazy fan base. Every every base. Can we talk a little about the traffic in Seattle? (laughs) (laughs) Well, to your to your point though, every none of that stuff. You know, you don't you don't condone any of that stuff. Uh, You know, it's. Uh, it's, it's brutal. It's, but I think that, that is not, to me, I have been incredibly impressed by, uh, almost all heat fans I've run into their loyalty, um, their, their passion. And this is something I, I mean, I just, I have to freely admit I was surprised and it, and it was only because this is the national view this is what's being put out there. And this is me coming in as an outsider and seeing, oh, this is what the fan base is all about. And and it was it, 
I got to enjoy the one year of the big three. Uh, but then I really got to see this this Heat fan base and many of the fans for who they really are. And and that's that's a group. Of t- uh, hey, it would have been really easy to leave. That, that's the definition of a bandwagon fan. LeBron leaves. You go out the door. And that didn't happen. And, and the numbers bear it out. And, and you know, it, we talk about our, our group at our group at work. My uh, our producer, David Lang, you can find Dukey Lang. Uh, he's he's a Duke homer. It's 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 disgusting. Um, but he says something I think really makes a lot of sense to me. He said, you can tell me what you're passionate about. You can tell me what you love. But I look at two things. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? And Heat fans are clearly spending their time watching these games on television, many of them spending their time going out to the arena, and they're spending their money going out to the arena. And and that speaks volumes to me. That shows loyalty. Not only are they passionate, not only do they know the game, they're proving it. And and I think that's really cool. And and I you know, I, I'm not just saying this because I'm on with you guys. No, I, I, I think I think you're just embracing yourself to the to the South Florida audience. <laughs> no. Look, I'll, I, look, I'm, I'm freely admitting that coming in, I did think it was a bandwagon fan base. I How dare you, was, Brian? Yeah, hang up on seriously, him. hang up yeah, on. Let's him. put that one out there. Um, and and you know, I, I maybe I shouldn't say that. I, I just I, I just looked at the ESPN, you know, and everybody saw the um, you know you see the video of the fans leaving early before the Ray Allen shot. Well, okay, it, that's really easy. And then we see that happen in all these other arenas, but because the Heat, Heat fans were the first ones that got caught doing it, all of a sudden that's what people remember. Um, but no, I, look, I, I feel like um, you have a, a group of people that are, are very passionate and, and I don't think gets enough credit nationally um, for, for how well they know basketball and how passionate they are and how much time they, they devote to their team. So I, it's cool. It's been really fun to cover. I went from a market that was football crazy. I love, I love college football. That's, that's always been my baby. Um, but coming over here, NBA has become uh, one of, if not Hashtag my basketball town. Yeah, well, that's, that's another debate to get into. That's, uh, oh God, yeah, no, let's, we don't, we don't let, let's start that debate. Oh God, That'll be no, fun. Yeah, we need, we need a whole hour for that. Yeah, yeah, seriously, seriously. But no, I, it's cool. It's fun. It's it's cool to see uh, you guys as a fan base hang with your team. And um, you you criticize the Kelly Olynyk move because you care, because you're passionate, because you love the team. And because he's and, a smelly hippie. <laughs> well, that's, but but you care, and and that's fun to see. So I I think. Uh, you know, if you ever if you ever get to a point where you you aren't angry about about a move, I'm then, then I think you have the question. I've been angry about Tyler Johnson this whole time, and I'm not about to stop. Which, <laughs> by the go. way, we're almost done with the show. We're pretty much recording for an hour, and Tyler Johnson is flow here with a really weird word: buttery, buttery. It's not quite butter. It's it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery, a shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird, flotection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.